So I think uh, if I'm right in uh, in my adding up, I think this is podcast number 12. Um, so uh, once again, to give some context to the podcast, today is fairly significant for quite a lot of people, um, given that there's um, well, quite an important football match about to happen this evening. So um, there's a bit of anticipation, I think, across the country. Certainly my neighbours across the road are a little bit divided. So there is um, there's an English flag flying out of the top window and an Italian flag draped across their front door. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen there. Um, but my next guest, uh, I first met in uh, the bar in the Dorian Hotel in June, 20, I think it's June 2017. So, um, Susanna, welcome. Hello, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah. A little bit warm, so I finally managed to get out into the garden. And uh, as I said earlier, it's, I'm glad it's a podcast because I do look a bit like Wurzel Gummidge today. But um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's progress. So <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Got, have you still got your lovely red hair? Uh, I have, yes, yes. Yeah, it's still red, so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, we so we did meet in the Dorian, didn't we? That was the first time that um, both of us had been to Skiros. Yeah, I think it was 2017, was it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. Into, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I, I remember distinctly um, that gorgeous rooftop bar um, and... Oh, it'd be so nice to be there, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, and you and I had a long chat. And I think, if I'm right, well, we were both a bit nervous because we didn't know what to expect, did we? <laughs> no, and I think we'd done that thing where we'd been in the bar for a while, kind of eyeing each other up, working out whether it was possible we might be on the same holiday. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we're joined later on by quite a few others kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, yeah, I think because I always well I'll talk to anyone, especially after a few gin and tonics. <laughs> but we did. I seem to remember. Yeah, we started off maybe just the two of us, and then we had about ten people around us. Is that right? We did. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're so popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, my distinct memory of when we got to at Sitsa is, I, and I might have dreamt this. You know, when you sometimes think, did I make that up? Um, was you and I talking, sitting on the wall, you know, opposite where you have lunch um, and, you know, meals, mm -hmm. that wall, but not the one right furthest overlooking the bay, the sort of next to the tables, you know, the sort of... Yeah, yeah I know what you mean, yeah. Did we have a long chat there? We did, yeah. I think probably a couple of days in when we were sort of finding our feet a bit more and trying to work out where we were at in our sort of, yeah, our headspace. Yeah. Yeah. And where were we? <laughs> still as screwed up as ever. <laughs> well, so I think we were still, I think we'd found our feet, but we were still feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I think it was that stage where some of the stuff that we'd started to kind of get ourselves involved with had started to be kind of, you know, it had a bit of an impact. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I think, actually, it's really interesting, isn't it, looking back, because you do realise when you've kind of been on such a journey, even though you don't, like now I realise what a huge impact it's had on my life, just thinking about for this, mm -hmm. you know, from there, it was 
for you, I remember for both of us, I mean, it's, we had different circumstances going on, but because um, for you, wasn't it one of the first kind of holidays you'd done on your own or something? I think, it, and it was for me, but I used to go and see friends and stuff. So I traveled quite a lot on my own, but was it the first one for you um, on your own? It was the first one that I'd done for about 20 years. Yeah, that hadn't been a family holiday because um, the previous year I had um, I had planned to go to Croatia on my own and, uh, you know, that was going to be the sort of, you know, the start of it all. And then my younger son uh, announced that he hadn't got anybody to go on holiday with and could he come with me? So... Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, that was that was still fun. But um, yeah, so that was the first time that I'd kind of thought, this is, I can do this. I can get on with this now. This is my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, the, it's the beginning of a blossoming thing, isn't it, when you go to Skiros, especially at Sitsa, I think. Mm. Yeah. And I think we probably both knew from what we'd heard about it that um, that it, if you were going to do something on your own and, um, you know, in that kind of environment, it was going to be good. It was going to be safe. Yeah, although I didn't know much about it at all. Oh, okay. So how how come you ended up there then? It's so random. Um, I had always wanted to go to Kefalonia ever since I saw um, Captain Corelli's mandolin on t on the you know the film the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I had booked to go to Kefalonia on my own, mm. um, and and then I was going to do like uh, what's the other one? Skethos. Um, not the Dun, 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 not the lively bit where all the kids go. Um, I think it's, is it Skathos? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so then I sort of panicked a bit and thought, oh, I think I'll go a bit mad if I have 10 days on my own. Um, and so I was just Googling and I Googled yoga, um, creative writing, Greek island. Skiros <laughs> <laughs> came up. Ah, of course it would. And then I was teaching, oh, it, this is going to make me sound, um, well, I'll let people judge for themselves, but I was teaching refugees at the time, voluntarily, and um, I then mentioned it to one of my colleagues, and she said, oh, my God, my parents, either her parents met there or she knew somebody who'd met there 25 years before and got married, and, yeah, amazing. Ah. So it is one of those little best kept secrets, isn't it? You know, that people, once you're in it, it's like the Masons. <laughs> people talk about it, but before you're in it, nobody knows about it. That's a really good analogy, actually. I'm not sure we want to go down the Masons route. But Definitely yeah. not. And we don't, thank God we don't have to do a secret handshake or leg shake or something. <laughs> Although, given the kind of work that goes, you know, the kind of work um, courses we do, I mean, comedy, improv, that any of that mm. stuff would be happening, couldn't it? Yeah, maybe there should be something, you know, that when you come across people, you do some kind of, yeah. I don't know, because I, I, um, I've got a Mazda Bongo, which is a camper van. Oh, yeah. This, um, there is a signal, which is um, that you kind of raise your hand above your head as you go past. <laughs> when you see another bongo which is supposed to be like a kind of you know I think it's called you're a bongo naught. oh my um, god that's hilarious <laughs> and the first time it happened to me when I was driving along and I kind of like did that tentative little wave going oh look there's another one 
Yeah. And this guy did this kind of weird sort of um, gesture above his head. And I was like, what the actual are you doing? Um, <laughs> and then I kind of, I went, I put it on the, um, there's a Facebook forum for bongo owners. <laughs> you know, this happened to me today. And everyone went, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, no one warned me that that was a thing. <laughs> no one told me, no. So um, <laughs> I used to have a red and white stripey 2CV. Do you remember? That was my yeah, first yeah. car. Okay. Um, and it was my sister's before mine. And she gave it to me. And then, and it was one of those iconic, you know, like red and white stripy ones. And so we used to all w- wave to each other when you we saw each other on the road. And and then we used to get so many comments. And so when the top was down, um, I used to get blokes shouting out of lorries, two cornettos, love. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, all sorts of like random people would say all sorts of things. Because it's, yeah, it's just, you can't help but smile when you look at a red and white stripey 2CV, can you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then it got nicked as a, a burglary getaway car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was parked outside my flat in Clapham. Sorry, this is going off topic, isn't it? Um, and my we went out and, you know, like in London, you just park wherever you can find the space. And... Um, I'd parked it, you know, like miles away from the flat. And I remember my boyfriend of the time going, oh, you're such a donut. You don't remember where you've parked your car. And I was going, I'm sure I parked it here. Anyway, cut a long story short, I reported it missing and everything. And it had actually, they had it, it was returned to the police. Um, And he said, you're never going to believe this, love, but it was stolen by some thieves who then went on to do a, a burglary. And I was like, it's the least, it's quite clever. Though. It's, the, it's the least inconspicuous vehicle though, isn't it? And it's not going to be very fast. Oh, brilliant. And so Dolly, that was her name. Dolly, was. she was never the same after that, bless her. She was traumatised. I bet. <laughs> it's quite funny. That is. That's because exactly. no one would suspect a two CB driver to do anything that you know that sort of mean. Broad, yeah. Well, maybe that was the reason. Yeah, let's take something that no one's going to guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. So anyway, that's the car story. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you. So, um, so yeah, we have digressed already. I knew we would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you knew you would with me. <laughs> so, so you went to. Um, at Sitzer in 2017 and uh had, did you go to Kefalonia as well then or did you no I still haven't been to Kefalonia okay <laughs> because Skiros has now superseded Kefalonia <laughs> okay so I do remember that you had been because when I met you in Athens I think had you been there for a few days or you'd done something else yeah no you've got a good memory mm. yeah I had I flew in, I think, for about three days before I went to Skiros because I'd never been to Athens. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in an Airbnb down near um, uh, near the Acropolis. I can't remember the exact name of the area um, on my own. And then, yeah, went around, went up to the Acropolis at, um, you know, I'm not a morning person, but I actually made it up there at eight in the morning because it was 40 degrees. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I think it was 37 degrees at 8 a.m. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, 
And then I, you know, went around Placa and all those lovely places. So I had a really nice time. But now I've done Athens, I don't feel I need to go back. <laughs> no, I know. I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, actually. Yeah, I did it last time. I did a couple of days, kind of. Um, yeah, and I, I got to the point, because I'd been to Athens with uh, my kids, my family. Yeah. Because uh, we did a, a big trip a few years previously. So I'd remembered how hot and how um difficult it is you know making that that trek up to the acropolis and i also i have this kind of thing about there's quite a lot of things where everyone goes well you really must see it you know the world's must sees mm. i feel like i've been there because they're the sorts of things that you've seen postcards of or, of, or you've seen it on the telly and yeah. you get them, i go well now what you know <laughs> yeah, like, i know it is a bit of a shame isn't it that when you've seen it on tv and it's these days with hd and everything it all looks so amazing especially when you get aerial shots you think yeah could have seen that on telly yeah i've been there so i'd rather go to the the, yeah, the less well discovered places like at sitzer of course yeah yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah so um so tell me your first time you said had um, a real significant impact on you um and then you went back the next year or... yeah I went back in 2018 so both years I used I went that week just before the kids broke up yeah. um, <laughs> I wonder why um and the so yeah the second year I went it was really different than the the year that you and I were on the same one really different but still brilliant mm. um the first the year that we went I think that was the year that was Lisa and all that lot were there, wasn't it? That's um, right. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> I came home from that one with a hangover, I think. And uh, and I had started smoking again in the bar. And, you know, it was like the least um, healthy yoga retreat I'd <laughs> ever been on. <laughs> it was such good fun, though. Um I wasn't expecting, yeah, I was, you know, expecting to come home and be all zen and like healthy and, you know, just lived on water. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and so I needed a holiday when I got back from that one. I was exhausted. <laughs> and I remember going back to work thinking, God, I haven't really, but in a good way, just because yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I am a bit one of those uh, FOMO people that has to get involved with everything. Um and I learned the second, so the second year I went, I learned to listen to myself a bit better and just take it a bit, a bit more easy. Um, and this year I'm slowing it down even more. So maybe that's because we can go as of this week. We yes. can now go to Atzita. That's the big news. Forget the football. The yes. big news <laughs> is that we can go to Atzita, isn't it? Um, we're coming home to at Caesar. Um, yeah, so I just, I can't, what did I, oh, I did do, I'm trying to think what I did though. I can't remember my, um, the first year I did writing, creative writing, mm -hmm. and then I switched to singing with Susie. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't even remember what the second ones were. I was, much more indecisive I, th I think again FOMO you know when you start a course at yeah. one of the courses and you're like you hear what everyone else is doing and you're like oh I want to do that and so um but now I know how it works a bit more this year I'm definitely going to do more gentle like I'd really like to do I can't remember if the weeks I'm going are um I think it's maybe the joy of 
not the joy of painting that's a television program but something of painting or mosaics I'm going to do something much more zen this year okay a bit more creative maybe yeah and also active at the same time I'm going to do kayaking or wind not windsurfing because I know I'm crap at that but um something on the water I think I'm going to do this time okay yeah I think because I looked at the weeks that you're looking at and um yeah, I think I saw there was five rhythms as well. and Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah there's quite a few, yeah. I think, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because the reality is, whatever we look at, you know, whichever weeks, and you think, oh, wow, that's what, you know, really kind of would float my boat. And actually, when you get there, quite possibly, that's not going to be the thing you do. So actually, it kind of doesn't matter what the offer is. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, because it just evolves, doesn't it, when when you're there? sure yeah and you can do a, yeah and like you say you can um uh, all these water analogies i was going to say you can dip your toe in one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, don't like it, you can swap to something else exactly i'm concerned i won't get my uh, huge um post-lockdown ass into a kayak <laughs> i was thinking i'm going to be the one that will get stuck they won't be able to get me out that's exactly the thing that I thought when I was looking at thinking, is it possible? Can I, can, is there any way of wangling it this year? Can I fit it in? And then I was thinking, oh my goodness, that would be six weeks to lose a stone. How is that going to work? <laughs> I know, I keep thinking the same as of this week. I was thinking, oh, I shouldn't be eating this bread. Oh, I shouldn't, oh, but I'm still stuffing my face. <laughs> and then, of course, it's the football tonight. So, obviously, you're going to have to have a drink. Yes, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so tomorrow, all starts tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. So you're going to be watching the football tonight? I am, yeah. I'm going over to my friend's um, and, yeah, she's got quite a house full, so it'll be a bit noisy, I think. But, yeah, oh, okay. I may or may not start, uh, stay over, depending, you know what I mean, on how much, how much is it consumed okay yeah it's uh yeah it's got to be done hasn't it and I think um yeah when I've been sort of having this discussion about it it kind of you know it seems to be that you're in sort of one or two camps don't you mine is it's great that we've got to the final you know whatever happens it's great um, yeah seems to be other people who are a little bit more like well now we absolutely have to win and if we don't win tomorrow is going to be you know kind of like we'll be in some kind of national state of mourning yeah um, <laughs> which is like well hang on you've kind of forgotten the fact that this is the first time we've been here for such a long time isn't that good yes you see yeah exactly so we've passed lots of milestones but yeah I mean it's a weird thing isn't it that football mentality kind of you know as you say the ups and downs the, it's a bit of a bipolar journey, I suppose, isn't it? Thinking about it with guys, it's obviously that's the way they can process their emotions through football. It is, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, I suppose one of the good things is it stopped us talking about COVID for a few days. Yes, thank God, because you know, that yeah. absolutely consumed us, hasn't it, for so long? Um, so yeah, the last, um, yeah, the last eighteen months, I guess now, isn't it? Because I guess that's what we're looking at as being literally all about covid um yeah for, for obvious reasons but um you, you've engaged with quite a few of the friends of skiros things yeah on and off um 
I keep meaning to go to them and then for some reason life takes over. Do you, do you find that? Like I, I read them and think, oh, that sounds brilliant. Um, and I, so at the beginning, I really did do quite a few things. Um, Sarah Warwick singing I did and um, I did some singing. I seem to remember on some singing thing. Um, and what was that? You remember that? I don't know if. You know when we all we were singing, but we actually had to turn our mics on. Anyway, um, what else have I done? I mean, I've done a bit of Creative Coffee Club. I, I said I was going to go this morning, and I didn't go. That's quite a familiar thing. I'm going to go to Creative Coffee Club. Nine thirty comes on a Sunday morning. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, I but I listen to Demos often since I've been working again, you know, yeah. at night. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's lovely. And it's just so, and I think what's amazing about the Friends of Skiros um, community is it's so different, everybody's different, and that it gives people a really lovely platform to be able to just be themselves and everyone's so accepting. And it's a lovely um, sort of, well, I was going to say flora and fauna. I don't know why, but flora and fauna yeah. of humankind. It is. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a lovely way of describing it. You're right. Yeah, we are all so different, and yet we're all so connected. Yeah, mm. exactly. And, and you quite often make it to a morning practice. As yes, yeah. I mean it's gone a bit out of the window since I had to get to work by a certain time, and I have all these best intentions to get up early and have my shower before, but of course that goes out the window. But I have, yeah, I mean, Emma and Nessa have done such a good job. I know. And I'm so grateful to them. Um, and I love it when I can get to it. But um, sometimes the stress of trying to get to it is a bit sort of counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've actually got a new job now. So in the space of a week, I've left a job and got a new job. And um, I'll be working from home. So I'll be able to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. So you, yeah. you've gone back into TV? Uh, yes, I'm afraid so. Oh. Selling my soul to the devil, that is television again. But only temporarily for three months. So, okay. um, and actually not proper, what we snobbishly say, not proper telly. Um, it's, I'm working for a, a small creative agency who are doing um, lots of videos. In fact, ironically, a lot of those NHS public service announcement um things you see on tv like how to do a swab stuck this stick this horrible thing up your nose um for like piece you know tests swab tests. okay they do all those kind of announcements and um so yeah i'll be working on an event which is something to do with camelot i don't really know what yet um but the great thing is is that i was very adamant about saying i have booked two weeks holiday in september um i don't i think i might have to cut it down a bit but I'm definitely still going at the same time but I might have to not do two weeks might have to do one week which will be a bit of a bummer but still better than nothing um, absolutely yeah and something yeah something good to look forward to isn't it definitely yeah exactly um and I think maybe I'll book something at the Isle of Wight you know I think I need a little bit of a skiros injection a skiros jab every few months uh-huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should do that, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing we'll still continue to do quite a few things online. I can't imagine, you know, well, obviously it's down to Michael and Christine, but 
I can't imagine that we're all going to kind of disappear into the sunset just because some people will get to go and because a lot of people won't get to go, will they? They're, um, you know, their holidays have already passed or yes. the complications of PCR tests and flights and, and all of that will just be too much for um, for many of us, I'm guessing. Yeah, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, I mean, the Skiros community has been so good at, as you say, keep everyone connected, but at the same time expanding the network, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. Like yeah. I started an ECOS group and my ECOS group, <laughs> I say it like that, I mean our ECOS group, um, you know, we are all over the place. Heather, yeah. uh, we're, it's Heather Byrne, you know, she's in France. We've got Chardonnay, who's in um, Kansas. I, I, she's always moving around, but, you know, Chardonnay, she's, um, I think she's Kansas, but she's always in Mexico or somewhere. And, um, you know, who else have we got? Uh, 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 you know, we're all around the UK. Katie, um, Rachel Davis, Emma, Emma Crane. How could I forget the lovely Emma Crane? <laughs> You know, we're all over, but it feels like they're sitting next to you when we have our ECOS group. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got quite a big ECOS group, as I recall. Yeah, there's eight of them. Oh, Tristram, I forgot. <laughs> Tristram, he—that is, he's the, the sole, very, very brave guy in our group. Um, and that's why we named ourselves uh, Tristram and the Ekets. Okay. There's <laughs> seven, seven women and one man. <laughs> poor guy but he does very well he knows all about the menopause <laughs> well as he should as he should <laughs> yes <Brilliant>. exactly <laughs> uh, well, I think it, that's when he goes time's, uh, time's up time's up <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant well I've got my ecos tonight actually so this is the first time we'll actually get to talk about whether practically any of us are really realistically going to make it to um to Greece or not so we're all egging each other on on whatsapp so we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah it, well that's exactly what we did I mean I think a few of us will be there at the same time and Chardonnay was supposed to be teaching at one point but she well I don't know if I can she worked in a high school in America so she's got to go back to school and things mm. um but because she's a yoga teacher as well um, okay yeah and so you know hopefully i think emma and i might cross over for one night so hopefully i'm going out like a day early on the friday so that i can um fly on the saturday because <laughs> as much as i love that ferry and that overland transfer um i just i, I wanted to mm-hmm. save a bit of time yeah. So yeah i know that heather Byrne and i are going to be staying at the holiday inn at the airport um having a cocktail on friday the 27th of august everyone's Hello. welcome Come and join us because Heather said, I might cry when I see you because it's going to be totes (laughs) emotion. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you actually. I haven't done the ferry. um, And yeah, it's just slightly complicated, isn't it? The whole kind of how you get there and, um, you know, you you do feel like you're on a bit of a journey, quite literally, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, but I do, I honestly do love the ferry. I've done it a couple of times and it's such a brilliant way to meet people. Mm. Although I don't remember when, when Lisa and um, Jazz and I and Warren went that year, I'm sure everybody was sick of listening to us on on the overland because I think we literally uh, 
didn't stop talking for the whole thing and it what is it six hours (laughs) (laughs) they must have been like shut up (laughs) but it did mean that you bond you know especially if you're on your own it's a really nice way to get to know people well I I do remember somebody who was it I can't remember who it was I don't think it's anyone I know but somebody said that they said hello to somebody sitting next to them and they and they said something like I'm not really up for talking <laughs> so she, so whoever was like okay <laughs> but you know people go to scare us for different reasons so fair, fair play I'm quite I quite like that kind of upfrontness mm, mm. well that actually happened to me on the flight going over because I, you know, I was really quite dense about the fact that pretty much with maybe the odd, very obvious exception, everyone was going on the same holiday, you know, on that flight. Yeah. So I sat next to somebody and uh, and said, you know, are you going to Skiros? Like, well, duh, the pl- plane's going to Skiros. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and he wasn't feeling particularly well at the time, which, you know, he said, he did explain to me afterwards. I, you know, I'd just been traveling for so long. Yeah. By the time I got on that flight, you know, I just the last thing I wanted to do was talk to anybody. And I was like a bundle of kind of excitement and, you know, <laughs> nervous energy. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. But also, yeah. don't you think it's like a little clamshell? People arrive in their little clamshell and then over yeah. the week, you see the little clamshell open gradually, don't you? And you do. by the end, you kind of think, who is this person? <laughs> I don't even recognize them. Do you know what I mean, though? That's how powerful it is. I know, I know, and I said because I went back in 2019, so I had a year out. Which then I, I think 2019, I was like, whatever happens, I'm going. I so missed it the previous year, mm. uh, and it's interesting. I mean, talking to like Heather, for example, you know, her saying it's just like I have to do it. It's like it's like a drug in the way, you know. Yeah. Like, now I can't imagine a year when when I don't do it because it just so it's like a reset. Um, and and I felt like that definitely. So 2019 was just lovely. It was like rocking up and going, well, you know, I know where the vegetable, where we chop vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. I know where packs are. So yeah. And I learnt the first year I to not volunteer to organise the cabaret. Oh yes, <laughs> but you did such a great job. It was a good cabaret, wasn't it? It was, it was a good cabaret, but it lasted forever, didn't it? It went on and on. Um, because we had so much talent. I mean, okay. I was just, yeah, facilitating. Um, but because for me, that's kind of what I do for a living. But it was only, the, you know, the story about how, I, I think I talked about it in my Demos, Katie volunteered and I'd met Katie, just like talked to her a little bit. And yeah. I thought, oh, she's hilarious. It'll be fun. And because I can't bear silences, which which is obvious, but also in my ECOS group, they laugh because I try and challenge myself to go last because <sighs> I can't bear silences. I have to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> so when Katie volunteered and then there was like that tumbleweed moment when obviously the clever people who know about it didn't volunteer, um, <laughs> said I thought I can't bear that silence I I think it was Roz who was asking for volunteers and I and I was like oh okay I'll do it and then of course afterwards I thought it was actually great fun and Angelina um, helped Uh, Katie dropped out because she was like me she was like I only really volunteered because no one was volunteering and she'd done it a few times before so she'd done her time and so then I was like oh, oh god 
but me and Angelina, do you remember Angelina? I she do. She's a nurse now. She's retrained and everything. I mean, that is how much life-changing stuff uh, Skiros is. Um, she was brilliant. We did it together. But I have to say that my anxiety levels were through the roofs and I just got really drunk. <laughs> But that is kind of my answer to everything. No, no, I'm only joking. Um, a bit of a busman's holiday, though. Exactly. Yeah. And I, but that's really interesting because I think that was a good lesson. I then learned to say no. Mm-hmm. And I now treat Skiros as completely, you know, this is my break. I'm not doing anything that's remotely like what I do for a living. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, those are the kind of lessons you learn, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? That, you know, you and I are of a similar age and it's kind of, it's taken us all these years to actually be able to do that and say, Mm-mm. <laughs> not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I've got to look after myself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. um, so if you were to, uh, if you were asked to kind of, compile the brochure for um skiros what would you say about it i would say it's the holiday where you can really be yourself mm-hmm. um for me it's i've met so many amazing friends through it and also in being yourself you kind of find like-minded people and, you know, the fact that you can do as little or, I mean, this is a very long brochure, uh, <laughs> but that you can do as much or as little as you want, which is also something that I only really took on board the second year, because the first year I did run around a little bit like a headless chicken going, oh, oh, oh what's going on here? And I need to do that. And I need, and, you know, yeah. Um, and it's so bloody hot that I, and I'm always sweating. <laughs> so I hate having to, you know, turn up sweating. Um and I think for women, women in Wedgen about, you know, I love the fact that I can walk around with no makeup on and not feel, you know, at all. I always remember someone I know who said I literally didn't shower for the whole week and I wore the same dress the whole week. Oh, my goodness. And she's just like, I just couldn't be bothered. I thought, yeah, that's what it's like. It's a bit, it's a, it's a, let yourself go, be a bit feral, be au naturel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to, um, if you want to get, flip that and, um, you know, put your party dress on to go to the bar, mm, mm. yeah, then you can, can't you? Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and the, I didn't, the first year I stayed in a room, um, which was great. I managed to swing one of those. I think it was because there was a lovely lady who couldn't, who wasn't that mobile and she couldn't get down the stairs I was in the room you know underneath the mosaic bit where the mosaic making is and um so I I had a a lovely double room and an ensuite bathroom (laughs) which is not your average skiros experience is it um and Mm. I always remember Lisa and Jazz and um other people came down to look at my room and because of the fact that they were in huts obviously um yeah. lisa just went windows you've got <laughs> windows and a bloody bathroom <laughs> and, I, and i said yeah and someone comes and cleans it every day she was like oh my god <laughs> um but then because of listening to people talk about the huts i actually stayed in a hut the following year and loved it and now i would always go to a hut mm. 
so it's yeah. interesting isn't it it is yeah I mean I yeah I've only done the huts and um I remember sending I think it was posting on Facebook um a couple of days after I'd been there a couple of pictures of where I was staying and somebody posted what you've paid <laughs> yeah <laughs> <In there. laughs> yeah I was like yeah, and I love it, and I would do it absolutely. You know, do it all over again. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. But there's something about having the breeze come through those bamboo, yeah, flat things, isn't there? It's, it's amazing. It's kind of camping without the tent experience, really, isn't it? You know, you you are off the floor, um, and you've got a little bit more kind of shelter than you would under canvas, but it's still it's still kind of camping <laughs> yeah and it's not quite glamping either we need a word in between don't we we do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i went camping with um a few of the morning practice people oh, yeah. like emma emma crane and richard we went and caroline and jonathan silver we went um to the wild weekends thing recently and that was the first time i'd been in a tent for i can't even remember the last time maybe girl guide camp right um, <laughs> which was only 10 years ago no um and emma who is such a brilliant happy camper came with two tents once she lent me one tent and she traveled all the way to bristol on the train with te two tents in her bag um and she lent me her two-man tent and it was brilliant i had such a good time um and it did make me think, oh, maybe I could be a happy camper again. But I think I still prefer a hut <laughs> where you don't have to take it down at the, on the last day when you're knackered from not having slept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or worry about it having to dry out and, yeah, all of those things, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I've become less high maintenance in terms of where I stay now because I just think it's your own little oasis. I haven't shared yet, though, that it would be, I suppose, my next. Thing. I don't think uh, I would inflict my snoring on anyone. <laughs> well, I've shared both times and both times had brilliant hot mates completely by default. You know, there's been no, I'm absolutely sure there's no kind of social engineering going on. But um, yeah, uh, Jenny Daly the first time. Yeah. And um, uh, and Kate the second time. Um, both very different people, you know, um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. So absolutely no qualms about shit well you know this will be third time unlucky maybe <laughs> no I'm yeah. sure that won't be the case but no. it's really lovely to yeah let, it's like going back to kind of school trips really you know or, or bit, oh, having yeah. sleepovers with your mates where you just spend half the night just laughing or yeah maybe yeah. I should do that it's maybe. good fun yeah because yeah. also you say it's no engineering but I think the universe engineers it doesn't it it, something must happen I mean certainly when uh you know the first time when Jenny and I were there and you know the first sort of you know half an hour of catching up and finding out who we were we were like well that, that's just crazy you know we're both very similar situations both got two boys very similar ages um both kind of you know first timers all of that stuff and yes yeah it was <laughs> it was uncanny we were like well what we didn't put any of this down. We didn't fill a form in that said any of this. But it's yeah. amazing. We should ask Christine how they do it, shouldn't we? We should. Yeah, yeah. What do they know? Do they <laughs> do they actually invest time in stalking us on Facebook or social media or something? 
I bet they haven't got time, but no, no, I yeah, got time. I think I prefer the <laughs> mystical universe to see what that happens. Kind of thought. Yeah. yeah, I do yeah. know time that I was absolutely adamant that I wanted to be in Hut 22 I must have said it on every bloody email that I sent to Skiros you know please if it's possible please if it's possible yeah <laughs> and then when I got there and um Colin was reading out where everybody was going um I was just like that it was a level of anxiety <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if you weren't in 22 be absolutely fine of course I would but I think I just got in my head you know the one level of comfort is I know exactly where the hut is <laughs> yeah yeah I was thinking about that this year because when you started these podcasts and I was thinking how attached people get to their huts mm. but I actually one of the big things I've learned and I'm sure everyone does at Skiros is about letting go of control like of that course, yeah. because I suffer from quite bad anxiety and depression and so I think it's really I mean I ended up doing as a result of Skiros I ended up joining um, Marina and Elon's comedy improv in London uh-huh. and I would never have done something like that off my own bat and it really has let I think Skiros has really taught me to let go and forget what people think you know I work in an industry which is all about image so it's hard to let that go yeah. um and so, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm forever grateful to Skiros for that because I've done so many things I wouldn't have done, like singing, you know, singing to out loud <laughs> people on, in the cabaret, but also on Zoom on some of these things, you know. Um, and the, the marina, I really miss that clowning. It's called I don't know why it's comedy improv. I meant clowning. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely because where we do it in Barron's Court, we obviously haven't done it for so long. And I don't know if they're going to start it up again, but hopefully um, we can hear Sarah Warwick's group singing next door. So it's um, in Barron's Court, they have this lovely studio thing. And so, you know, you get to see in the toilets people who you know who are on Sarah's course. I mean, they don't necessarily coincide, but you know, yeah. I've did it. I think I've done that clowning for about a year, once a month. Um, I really you'd be good I reckon and it's all about not being good as well that's what's interesting about it because they're so clever Elon and Marina the way they facilitate it Um, it's about not trying to do anything not trying to do anything at all Mm. and actually the more you can kind of get step out of your own self easier I, I joke that the reason I'm so good at it is because my brain's empty most of the time so <laughs> it take, it's not much of a push for me to have to say, empty my brain <laughs> oh I think you stuff protest too much <laughs> yeah maybe um but I just I went to that on the back of having gone to one of Marina's yoga retreats and she okay. was talking about it um you know the one she does at Moncton Wild and because she's I think it was Sam, I don't, Sam, who's not a member of Skiros, um, but she said to me, oh, go on, come, come, come. She's the best um, promotion, promoter for it. But she said, um, but Marina was saying, if your instant reaction is, you, I don't want to do that, that's way out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone. You're exactly the people that should be doing it. Yes, yeah, I get that, definitely. Yeah, because I um, I actually missed out on doing Elon's course that first year. And yeah. um 
uh, booked him then to come and do a day with my team at work. I think I might have mentioned this before. Oh, on the yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were talking about it recently, actually, because we were kind of, you know, uh, reminiscing about the sorts of things that we've done with, with people over the last few years. And a couple of people said how absolutely panic stricken they were when because I decided not to tell them really what they were coming to I just said it was play training um, yeah. and as their play workers there would be no reason for them to challenge you know you know question it yeah um, and when they were confronted with something which was very different to what they normally do in their training uh yeah a couple of them just said I just wanted the whole you know the, the world to, to swallow me up you know mm-hmm. I just not face it um, but with hindsight, just thought, God, if I and I, this was the thing, it was the balance between if I tell people what they're going to do, will they turn up? You know, will they, yeah. you know, will they phone the city that morning <laughs> <laughs> against, you know, let's come along and just take you out of your comfort zone. And a couple of people said, had they known, they might have been able to engage with it better. So oh, it's interesting that. It right. <laughs> no, you can't. And I think yeah, there's nothing that that is freedom in itself it's a bit like when you do five rhythms it's that you've kind of crossed in you've transgressed into a kind of another realm and it's so good for your brain I think especially for someone like me who's very much in my head all the time mm-hmm. but I think with work colleagues that would be different I think I would find that challenging mm-hmm. um but if they're play workers it's quite interesting isn't it that they're probably yeah. asking people to to ask is it with young people yeah yeah with children. they're asking people to do it but they're not actually in it themselves no no and actually a lot of the tools and techniques you know are just things that you could you know we, we talk a lot about playing without without equipment you know actually just using yourself to yeah. to be creative and and I think probably over years people have got a little bit reliant on the fact that they'll have a football or a parachute in their bag or yeah know, make friendship bracelets and actually there's a bit more to it than that or they could be yeah and it's I mean it's a real lesson in vulnerability as well you have to really trust the people that you're doing it with because especially for clowning because you know like the biggest um, issue the big not issue the biggest challenge is often the one where you I don't want to put anybody off and this is not what they do in comedy improv in case anyone's listening (laughs) um we sometimes just walk on we'll we'll have people in a circle sitting down um and then people volunteer to go up you know a bit like whose line is it anyway or whatever and um but then we just have to walk on as if it as if you're just walking on stage and stand there and that I mean they do that in um public speaking training and stuff but that is the biggest and then of course just not even trying to do anything you end up making people laugh and the, yeah. making, making people laugh. I mean, you can see why Logan and Kate and everything do it. It's just the best thing, isn't it? Making it is laugh. absolutely the best tonic. Yeah, totally, totally. And right now we could really do with a good laugh, couldn't we? God, yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, but yeah, thank God for the lightheartedness of Skiros, eh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I think... Um, <laughs> We, we could probably go all day, couldn't we, actually? We could, but everyone's asleep, so we won't go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this as a bedtime story, have a nice sleep. <laughs> yeah, you've done well. You've stuck it out. Uh, um, it's been really lovely to talk to you, Susanna. I've just got one more question, which, um, you know, I was trying to end with kind of getting you to, um, to think about 
being back at Skiros. So um, my question for you is, uh, what is going to get you on the dance floor when you get back? Oh, yes. Um, I forgot about that. Hmm. <laughs> um, Oh, you know when you're like, oh, when you listen to a song and you think this is one of the best songs ever to get everyone on the dance floor, and then you cannot think, you can't think of one. Um, I was going to say I will survive. It's got to okay. be Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I really hope, Susanna, you do get to, um, yeah, to hit that dance floor really soon. And, um, that, yeah, and fingers crossed it all goes brilliantly well. And you never know, I might join you in the bar at, um, uh, in Athens, you never know. Um, do, everyone, well, everyone is welcome. We oh, are going amazing. to be supping a, th- a few mojitos. Oh, wouldn't that be, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I you can it. almost taste it, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can. I actually, uh, I've completely forgotten the name of the hotel, but the big posh, the hotel Sophia, Sophia Hotel, Sophitel. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I did treat myself the last time and had a couple of nights there. Mm. Uh, yeah, hideously expensive, but anyway. Yeah. Um, the thing that I still have in mind is that pint, that first pint. Uh, and although it's probably one of the most expensive pints in Greece, the fact that it comes with a bowl of olives and a bowl of crisps kind of justifies the expense. Um, So I do have that in my sights as well, you know, to get off the plane and go, right, I'm going there to pretend that I am, you know, like all the other posh customers, (laughs) just so that I can get my... My yeah, while really while your hair's all nice and and you've got nice straight hair and you know on the way back I always think everyone looks so different, don't they? <laughs> Everyone's kind of nicely preened at the beginning and then gradually it's all downhill from there. <laughs> but they still let you in, don't they? Because they they know your money's good. So yeah. Well, maybe Heather and I will just come down to the Sofitel and join you. You it sounds like a really good idea, Paulie. You pay for the room. Yeah will come down okay (laughs) yeah i don't i'm not sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i hope we both get to go and maybe we could be hut mates i'll leave you with that oh okay (laughs) right okay well on that note um, yeah i will say thank you so much for being my guest today and um catch up with you soon yeah you too thank you so much paula and this is brilliant what you're doing here well done you Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, take care. See you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Bye.